I literally started it and I was like, oh, I had to go do put take out the trash. <laughs> then I never got back to it. You you got you you didn't even get past like the title page. Not even past the logo of the of the, of the production company. Oh, this guy. <laughs> but it still says partially watched. It says, do you want to continue watching this? I'm like, yes, I do, but I don't know. In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question, will you see it? Episode 173 this week, Ted. How the hell are you? I am well. Did I, did I say it right? Did I use the right, correct English? Yeah, because if you were good, that means you're doing good deeds. I'm a do-gooder. But well is that you feel healthy. Okay, cool. Yeah. H- how are you? I, too, am well. <laughs> uh, it's it's chilly here today. I mean, right now, it's got to be like around, it's got to be approaching in the upper 40s outside. Oh, my God goodness i tucked the boys into bed we have some extra blankets tonight i'm a bit chilled uh sweatshirt on still wearing shorts (laughs) yeah still wearing shorts uh yeah i mean overall it was a chilly day i think we had like a high of 62 or something so it was it was uh unseasonably cool today yes well is it unseasonably or is it seasonally i think it feels like october october tends to be like our hottest month really yeah we tend to have 100 degree weather in october (laughs) wow yeah you have a weird inverse relationship with weather there right yeah this is when we're like crushing the high temps and we tend to open up the house and cool it at night and you know you get the idea but Mm -hmm. but yeah it's been it's been pretty chilly so i don't know i like it i like it you know snuggle up next to the wife and she kind of keeps me warm you know and <laughs> it, it's it was it was it was chilly up here too today. You know, we had a. It was chilly up you by you about eighty seven. <laughs> it was in the you know low eighties, low eighties. So ooh, I had long pants on all day. So let's jump into a couple of beers. I have yeah. a beer for tonight that I think goes with one of our trailers. So how about you go first, and I'll pop it up after. All right, all right. So tonight is the second of my beer trilogy that I got. So last week, what was oh boy. last week was what? I forget. It was like 14%. Yeah, 14%. Okay, so we're going to take a little step down. I, you're still going to destroy me tonight because of what I chose. <laughs> we love Bottle Logic. So Bottle Logic Brewing. Oh, yeah. Bottle Logic is. And it's so fun. There's always They're always so fun with all their labels and stuff and their names. And their labels are like super busy. The, the, the labels the labels on bottle logic are an infographic yeah exactly that's that's the best way to explain it yeah this this one is called phosphorescence and it's called a tiki strong ale and instead of having a number is it from the tiki 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 room <laughs> I don't know I'll tell you it's got coconut pineapples and almonds that's what it's got oh there you go and instead of giving us ABV 
in the typical fashion where they just give us a number. It's called an alcohol meter, an alcohol meter. You seen that? You're tapping it. Yeah, it's like a tack. Yeah, it's like a tack. Yeah. And it, and do you see what it redlines at? It redlines at 14, and then it's got 12 as the next number, and it's splitting between the 14 and the 12. So this is a 13 percenter. Oh, man. Yeah, you, you dominated me. But I picked mine <laughs> for the label, not for the beer. The look, not the beer. Okay, got it. Exactly. Because of our, uh, well, our, our, our to come in 2022 Game of Thrones trailer. Uh-huh. So a little premonition for what we'll talk about. <laughs> but while you're opening that yes so if you can see i have like the sword a dude in like a robe with a sword oh i love it he is ominous yeah it's kind of game of thrones reaper-esque (laughs) <laughs> and it is it is a pilsner so it is a it's uh san luis obispo nice pilsner oh 5.4 percent so i'm a little bit low <laughs> my god i don't even know who's brewing this hey clarissa i might have to i, I need i need young eyes <laughs> the red does not exist the red does not exist man oh man i so mitt pills i don't even know what mitt pills is but it's a mitt, it's a pilsner pills for pilsner <laughs> okay there's the wife so so i have a pilsner glass nice always the appropriate glass yeah the old school pilsner glass there oh wow this is like super clean and see-through oh it smells so good mm, it does look like champagne and champagne, my dear. <laughs> it's a standard Pilsner. I mean, very good, very clean, very crisp, uh, very light. But I thought because of the label tonight and Game of Thrones, we got to go with what we got. Yeah, this the, my beer, my phosphorescence is exactly as the, the, the name uh, says. So what's the style of it, though? Like a strong ale, kind of like a little bit darker. It's it's darker than, you know. It's it's got a it's got like a oh wow that is dark yeah but it's almost you know and if you hold it to the light it's got a caramel caramel color to it similar to a Chimay, uh not uh, which which Chimay, the blue label Chimay. what's that the oh like the reserve the Grand Reserve yeah I think that's a Grand Reserve this one is a little more on the Scotch ale side I would say mm. it feels more like a Scotch ale and I think maybe it's like the sweetness. Does it give an indicator of what does it say what yeast was used? It must. If it says what yeast it was you it what that was used, then I could probably figure out the pro the taste profile from it. Okay, let's 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 find it on this infographic. Uh bourbon barreled, finished with coconuts, pineapple, almonds, strong ale. Wow, that sounds like extremely like desserty. <laughs> yeah. It's uh pair it with four fat fowls, St. Stephen's, Hulu chicken. Huli Huli Chicken, Hawaiian Butter Mochi, Beer DNA, Malt Yeast Hops. It doesn't say what kind of hops though, huh? And what kind of what kind of yeast? Yeah. No, it doesn't say anything. Eh, that's okay. That's okay. That's crazy though. Normally you'd you'd talk a little bit about that. But... Especially on a beer like that one, you know. I know. It's really like intriguing. Yeah. Um, but it is it is tasty. It is extremely sweet. 
Um, I'm hoping that mellows. My palate will probably mellow as the night continues. So, so would you say closer to a dessert beer than it is? Uh... Very much a dessert beer. The mochi. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This would this would go with a nice uh, dull whip. <laughs> There you go. There you go. So what was going on this week? T- talk to me. Tell me about it. Well, you know, the big news of the week. We have a new member of the family. Oh, the Z-Grill. The Z-Grill is, is uh, priming right now. Uh, we're, we're in the middle of the priming process. <laughs> You're burning off the, oil, the, the yeah. <laughs> manufacturing oils and all that? Right, exactly. And it was so funny because I, I got it this after, you know, midday. I put it together in the afternoon in between meetings and was it hard to put together? It was a little it was a little hard to put together. Yeah. Luck, luckily I have a dolly and I was, you know, moving some pieces around myself. Luckily I put it together in the guest house because all of the cardboard is still in the front room. <laughs> if I had put this together in the house, you know, I'd be hearing it from from Anne about we wouldn't be recording right now. <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> I have to clean up the grill garbage. Um but yeah, so I put it together, fired it up, and I was like, I was like, we're gonna smoke some fish tonight for dinner. And Anne's like, no, it's you're gonna t- you have to fi- figure out how to use the thing and do all this and that. You're like so me, she- you just want to. You, it's <laughs> like you're starting to cook before even the wheels are on it, you know. And then and then I'm like, oh, I read the thing. I'm like, oh, you have to prime. You have to like prime the the auger. You have to like, you have to turn this thing on and off like a hundred times before you even you know put any food in it. So we're in the middle of the priming process. We have everything except that uh, that final burn off. So you know you confirm that the auger's working. Confirm that the little uh, hot pot, the fire pot works. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the rat turd pellets popping out. <laughs> It, it it reminded me of like, you know, some of the stuff in Ikea. So I'm like, oh, we could just like break up Ikea and put it in here, you know, but I'm pretty sure that has that's not food grade pellets. That's probably like, you know, there's probably glue. Like glue, more, more and, glue than more yeah, glue than wood. Exactly. So have you thought about what your first smoker is going to be like? Are you yeah. going to smoke like some bacon or what are you going to make? Well, I pulled out two racks of uh, beef ribs. Okay. So I think uh, by either tomorrow night or Sunday, it'll probably be Sunday, you know, before I figured out the recipe and all that stuff and figure out how to how to fix it up. But yeah, that's that's that is the big question. I th- I'm hoping that these. Uh, beef ribs will will smoke up nice and you know it's already it already had it smoking because you know that's part of the process and man it gets to smoking really quick and what's the max temperature that you're gonna oh i didn't even look at that i don't know i mean be, because it's more than smoker you could do other it's an eight way yeah it's an eight way cooker you can do like oven cooking kind of stuff yeah grill grilling from the heat in there it seems like there's a long like uh preheat time like 10 minutes it says is the preheat time okay so i don't know about that we'll we'll see how it we'll see how it goes my father-in-law you know frank across the street uh-huh. from you he loves his mahogany smoked bacon right and i just sent you okay uh, maple bacon and you could probably make that recipe and use mahogany wood pellets and all that kind of stuff and uh-huh, uh-huh. oh i got a i got a nine type pack of nine different uh wood pellets so each one would last what like an hour or so each pack i don't know i don't know it's hard to tell so i got a big 20 pounder you know and i I was telling frank i said hey you know because my buddy at work turned me on to like the smoking i haven't bought one yet you know and yeah now that you got yours i'm gonna have to (laughs) up my game so 
I was thinking, I said, to, I said to Frank, I said, Frank, could you make bacon, smoke bacon and stuff? His won't get to the temperature. That's the problem. His is like, right. He has like the $80 smoker, you know, or whatever <laughs> it is. It's not, you know, the little, the little guy. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not a high tech wood pellets. It's wood chips. <laughs> right. Right. It's low tech wood chips. Right. Yeah. So the main thing, though, is he, you know, he, he loves the mahogany smoked bacon that you get up in Bishop, California and everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, oh, it's like the best bacon you ever had. But I wonder, like, if you if you got like uh, you went to, I don't know, Costco, you got a big piece of pork belly and you made you, you, you smoked bacon in there and stuff like that would be amazing. I wonder what I could do for my uh, non pork eating family. We got to do some other I could do I could do my own beef beef bacon or something like that. Line it with foil just so it doesn't touch anything. And then they're all going to like yell at you. <laughs> yeah. So that's the big news. That's the big news for my week. Yeah, no, that's exciting, man. I'm looking forward to hearing how your experience is and what you think. And, yeah. uh, and how long was shipping about a week it took to get there? Yeah, it was less than a week. It was, you know, um, it was so funny cause I called Z grill and I talked to them and they're, they have this huge October sale where they have a blind box. Basically, you could you can you could spend a little less. I think it's like four fifty or five hundred bucks. Right. And you could get anywhere from a four hundred fifty dollar grill to like an eight hundred dollar grill. It's kind of a gamble. You might get like the best grill or you might get the worst grill, but it's up to you. But you're never going to get worse than what you paid for. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's still like even a little bit of a discount on that. You know, but it's a question of did you get fifty dollars off or did you get three hundred and fifty dollars off? You know, and why did you not go with that? Too much of a gamble. Too much of a gamble. I'm like, you know, this is going to be my grill for at least five years. I mean, I stuck with that with that gas grill for longer than five years, and it, you know, and it was hobbling along. So I know that I'm going to have this for a long time. I said, let me pick the one I want, you know? Yeah. And I was talking to the lady on the phone and, and, uh, and she was, she's, you know, and then I was, I was searching around on, on her website, on the website and I looked at Amazon and I'm like, oh, Amazon has its own store for Z grills and you know, the, they have good deals. So I think I got a hundred bucks off on the 700 series, the 700 D, uh, D3 or whatever. So it feels like it's the one that I wanted. You know, it's the one that I wanted. It looks most like a gas grill because it has the uh, under compartment where you typically put your your tank. But that's where I can store my wood chips and my liners and stuff like that. Where are they out of? Ooh, that's a good question. You know, like you said, you were talking to the woman. I'm just wondering where they're. Oh, she was in Texas, Texas. OK, she was in Texas. So that that made me feel good. Uh, but but I don't know where Z Grills is out of. I think I I was thinking that you know she's kind of wherever she is. Oh, so she's just working a phone, but yeah. she might not be where they're. She might not be in an office. But she's full. You know, she she knew about the company. She was very knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah. So I I believe that she was full time. Uh, but yeah, I think they're in Texas. And her knowledge gave you confidence. It sounds like. Oh, it did. Yeah, it did. She was she was great. And on top of that, she was working the customer support and she said she wasn't very busy. So I was like, oh, that's a good sign. It's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> when customer support can hang out with me and just like cruise around online looking for. Yeah, we have no problems. Nobody's calling in. <laughs> so how much time you need? 
you know i'll answer all your questions no that's that's awesome yeah cool so you how about you how's your week yeah week was good you know it got me thinking this week about how fortunate i am to have you ah so i you know i was talking with <laughs> kids at work and stuff you know and uh-huh. and you know we were just it was like you know not reliving but uh reflecting on covid times yeah and obviously we're still in covid times to much degree and whatever the whatever you think of where we are now is is whatever it is but the one thing we aren't is all isolated from one another right so we see each other we're in person we're at school we're in the workplace and such right but talking to a bunch of kids though they are so happy some of these kids are terrible at school. They 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 don't really have the skill set to do well as a sco- as a student or anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they're so happy to be in school, to see their friends, to be able to like, you know, I asked them so, some of them like, "Oh, man, math, blah 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 about math. Oh, what's so hard about it?" Math is my favorite. Why? Really? Math is your favorite, you know? And they'll say, oh, I'm terrible at math, but I'm so glad I'm no longer on a computer. (laughs) And I'm just thinking, wow, that's like that. That's crazy to think about that. You love the class because it's in person. Yeah. You know, like. And it got me thinking, I'm like, man, there was a year where like people didn't, you know, 18 months, whatever, where people didn't see each other. Or maybe it was like at the grocery store, but everyone's like going in opposite directions, trying to avoid each other. You know, like the distrust of, do you have COVID? Do I I have COVID? (laughs) We all, we all got to avoid each other. Yeah. We're really good friends. We can't see each other. And, you know, people are dying alone in hospitals and, uh, it's awful. Whatever it is, right? Like, it was awful. But what I can say, though, is in spite of all of that, it got me thinking this week about how week in, week out, we did Trailer Junkies podcast. You in L.A., me here in Lompoc. Right. Week in, week out, we're drinking beers together. We're talking what we're talking, whatever it is. <laughs> and I, I really felt fortunate that there was somebody there every week that I could hang out with. Yeah. And, and, and the point I want to convey is, yes, we do this podcast and stuff, but maybe it's that thing that gets us hanging out every week. Right. This is the stuff we talk about anyway. <laughs> this is what we would do anyway. Maybe we make it a little more showsy just to have like a segment like, hey, what are you watching? (laughs) Oh, that's so good, you know? And that's kind of, you know what I mean? Like, but, but yeah. overall, though, we're. Is that what I sound like? That's not what I sound like. That's exactly what you feel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but overall, though, we're, we're doing the show and all this stuff, but it's like, it gives us the, the opportunity to hang out. And I guess the point I want to say is like, even if you don't have to do a podcast or anything right. for anybody listening, you know, but like, just hang out with somebody week in, week out and have a standing date and say, hey, it's Friday night, nine o'clock. Let's have a beer over the internet, zoom it. <laughs> talk <laughs> hour and a half goes by it's like at least you have that connection to somebody and you yeah. know and and uh and yeah it's it's just talking with these kids it just made me really appreciative of 
me and you getting each other through this time, you know? Yeah, no, it, it was it was a thing. It was. And we had, you know, Anne and I had at the beginning of COVID, you know, when it was new and, and fresh and everyone was kind of like. And novel. And novel. <laughs> we had the we had like wine with our friends in New York and you know what I mean? And like cocktails with our friends somewhere else, you know? And right. And we tried to do that, but when you're just drinking and and doing stuff coast to coast, it kind of had a different tack and it was like, oh, we could do this. But then after a while, it was kind of like, oh, it got harder and harder to to muster to get together. But I think it's so funny when when you and I do it, it's like uh, the impetus or the backdrop of the podcast allows us to just kind of be freer about the, the routine and keeping it going. So- I don't know. I definitely appreciate you as well. <laughs> and I love you, man. <laughs> and I I think the thing, though, is having a standing date, mm-hmm. you know, like every Friday at nine, you know, and obviously things come up and, and we alter or we have to cancel a week for one yeah, reason or another, you know. Yeah, it happens. Right. But but, you know, you're like, OK, you know, we missed a weekend we missed two weeks we got to get back and (laughs) and like you have the standing date and i think it's like knowing you're going to be meeting knowing that you at least have a subject matter that surrounds it as in movie trailers yeah right and beer and then talking about what you're watching okay so you have these like these pillars right of the show and thank you for the beer pillar by the way that beer pillar is critical <laughs> well i remember <laughs> the beginning i'm drinking beers and like we're just talking and then at some point i'm just like why hide it you know like cuz as i'm editing all i hear is me cracking beers in the background <laughs> you know and, and then it gave me the excuse to buy $30 beers. That's it. I won't tell Anne, but she doesn't listen anyway. But no, I mean, but I think we have the pillar of, you know, the beer, what do you've been up to and stuff. And it kind of just, it frames it. And then yeah. we just fill in whatever those. Right. The fun stuff. Yeah. The fun stuff inside that framing and everything. So, yeah. no, I, I would encourage anybody, especially if, you know, you live far from people that, you know, I mean, yeah, you you know, whatever Facebook and <laughs> I don't but you say Facebook like it's a good thing. And of course, all the news no, is I'm coming not out even on Facebook. <laughs> I know I'm not either. But but I'm just saying, like, all the news that's coming out right now is so anti Facebook, you know, I know, I know. But think about it, though. Right. So if you think about something like Facebook, you know, you have 500 friends, right? A thousand friends. I don't even know. But it's like you just have all these people. You're connected to all these people but you don't have a connection to all these people. Yeah. And I think with something like this is it's like you and me and that's like all you get, but like you, you have a connection, right? And then during the week you're staying connected because like you're sharing the trailers and then I'm giving you feedback. And then we just have these little like conversations here and there. And it's just, it kind of keeps the connection going and keeps the friendship going over time and such. Right. Right, right. So, yeah, I just, you know, I, I it got me thinking what all these kids were talking about and stuff. And it just made me really appreciative of what we have here and what we've built over, what, three and a half, 
almost four years. Four years, yeah. Well, yeah, November will be four years. There you go. Holy That's... moly. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I, I'd love to hug you, but <laughs> I'd be hugging my computer screen and it's a bit flat. Oh, you know, it's a bit yeah. cold. It's not as warm and cuddly <laughs> as you as you would be. Uh, so getting to the point of this beer label which yes. i'll have to take a picture because this thing is so badass i know it's awesome so we have a new hbo show a new hbo original game of thrones house of the dragon i know are you excited did you know anything about this i knew nothing about it <laughs> so i said clarissa usually i watch the trailers by myself because like just that's just how it kind of goes and then mm -hmm. at least for the first viewing and then i'm like oh clarice you'll like this whatever let's watch it you know and and so tonight we watched it the first trailer you sent to the first trailer was this and we sat down we watched and it shows hbo yeah and it kind of has like this on fire exactly this background <laughs> glow to it right <laughs> and we're looking and we both kind of do the 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 dog crooked head <laughs> You know, kind of look. <laughs> and it's like 200 years, you know, prequel yeah, kind right, of a thing. Right, right. And then we're like, <laughs> and, you know, of course, it, it goes right into, you know, yeah. Game of Thrones kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, it has a, it has a hint of the music and such. Uh -huh. And we look at each other and we're like, get the F out of here. <laughs> we're like high fiving, you know, and. And uh, the first thing, it ends, right? Uh -huh. First thing I did, make sure Ted's not being played. Uh. <laughs> is this like a deep fake? Oh, 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 yeah. First thing I did, you, is you this double a deep check, fake? Double check oh, me. I, I was like, no way, man. This is this this better not be a fake, you know? So it's not. They don't have a release date yet. Looks like mid-2022. 2022. By then, you'll have HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> I told her right off the rip. When this comes out, it's a HBO Max subscription guaranteed. Yeah. So whatever. We might get it sooner, but I'm just saying it's a guarantee. Yeah. What I'm thinking is, I didn't read this anywhere. What I'm thinking is all of the prior, at least I don't know about all, but a majority of the prior, if not all, episodes, the release was always April of that year it came out. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. That makes sense. So I'm thinking they're just going to stick with the tradition and April 2022 is when it's going to come out. Oh, that'd be great. And uh, yeah, that's soon. That's right around the corner. Oh, dude, that's it's six months. But I mean, heck, that's like the way time goes when you get old. <laughs> it's like tomorrow. It's like blink. Yeah. Blink. And it'll yeah, be there. Totally. <laughs> I'm assuming 10 episodes, the whole nine, right? Yeah. <laughs> 10 episodes, the whole nine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what what do you think what so obviously this is for you guys you guys are in the audience you're in the wheelhouse i recognize the the throne you know with the swords and stuff so that was that was exciting for me as a non-fan you know some iconic uh set pieces and things like that however not being into the show i'm like is it, you know, it's a prequel. Can I get into this? Can I watch this and have this be my entrance into the, the, the franchise? What do you think? My opinion, once you see the really like platinum blonde hair mm -hmm. on everybody, you immediately know Targaryen <laughs> and Targaryen. That's 
Emily Clark, yeah. Emma Clark. M M yeah. Emily Clark. Emily, Emily. You got who I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Clark, yeah. She was in that Christmas movie. Oh, Last Christmas is so good. Yeah, Last Christmas. So she was a Targaryen, right? And she was the 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 mother of dragons and such. And this is the family of dragons, essentially. And you see that platinum blonde hair. Yeah. And right off the rip, you're like, oh, it's a prequel about the Targaryens. And it starts 200 years, but we don't know. Does it just take place in, in one generation? Mm. Does it cover the 200 years? Mm -hmm. And then Jamie Lannister slays the, the, the king who was the Targaryen king, you know, that was on the throne. And like, where does it end? I mean, who knows? Right. Uh, I, I mean, I just watched it. I did no reading. I did no research. <laughs> there might be other people that know way more than I do about it, but um, but we're super excited, man. Super yeah. excited. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad to have exposed it to you when you wrote back. Woo! Like, uh, Woo! what did you you replied to the to the GTFO? Yeah, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah. And I was and I was literally between. I had some. Uh, I had an afternoon meeting with Airtable, and that was super exciting. Uh, and then, and then, right after I got off the meeting with Airtable, I went back to putting the grill back together for a little half hour respite. There you go. Between the great Airtable afternoon on Friday afternoon, and putting together my grill and doing all that, I, I, you know, as I got back to my work, work and approving some spots, I was like, oh no, I haven't sent the trailer to this week, you know, and, and I had had this one in my back pocket. And, and I, honestly, I had thought you would have, you would have heard about this already. No, but you know, you're, 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 you have a busy life and, you know, so you hadn't heard of this and, and we've kind of been quiet on our group chat and Anne normally scoops us, but she's been, she's been working hard this week. So, so yeah, so I'm glad you got to see this, you know? Yeah. And I think to answer your question, is it somewhere like, can you get in on the prequel without seeing the other stuff or being a fan of the other stuff? I I'll answer it in two ways. I would say first, like, yeah, of course, why not? I think it's, it's a show that I, I feel it's going to be a standalone. Mm -hmm. I feel like the fans are going to be the fans. They're going to get into it and it's just going to pick up where you would, would expect. It's going to bring you back back 200 years and then move you forward into wherever it goes. So, I mean, so this is, you said the house of Tar Targaryen. What is it? Targaryen. Yeah. Targaryen. I think when I watched the first episode of Game of Thrones, it lost me about halfway through the episode because it had so many characters and it felt like, oh. it felt like they were going through a lot of different houses. Are there, are there many houses? Could they do a season for each house? Easily. Okay. Easily. So if this one's Targaryens, then you would just do the second most popular for the next season, you know? And then... uh, Lannisters. Yeah. The Starks. Yeah. Oh, the Starks. I... That's right. Tony Stark. I forgot. He's Tony this. Stark. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, so I think you could, I think you could get into it. I think the telling that's going to say, can you watch this as a standalone is are the writers going to alienate any new viewer? Mm. And I would say no, because that's show suicide. Right. And this is a prequel. Like the prequel is supposed to have, you know, tons of Easter eggs that are just extra. Exactly. For the, the hardcore viewers. Exactly. So you guys can geek out and talk to each other about how all the things that are these that are insinuating. And it's not just <laughs> Easter eggs. In this case, it's going to be dragon eggs. Uh. <laughs> 
right? <laughs> that maybe that's why they come out in April. Oh, there you go. I like, <laughs> dude, dude. We we got it here. We got it. All right, man. Yeah, this is a must watch for us. I know it's like it's a no brainer. We're going to subscribe to if you're not subscribed to HBO Max, you're going to be subscribed then if you're subscribed and then you put it on hiatus, you will resubscribe at the time. Oh, I mean, 100 percent. We're watching opening night. You know, it's (laughs) like we're fans. It might even give me the the excuse to finally finish reading the series. And I don't know. Oh, okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I might I might do that. I don't know. Super excited. Whatever. Okay, great. The harder they fall. What do you think? I know oh, you're I love not a it. Western guy. You love it. I love this. I love the trailer. Yeah. I love the trailer. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a Western guy, uh, but Lakeith Stanfield, I love him in it. And then uh it has our from Loki. I love that guy too. Regina King's trying to do an accent here, and I don't know where I don't know where this accent is going from or what it's what it's trying to do. So to me, that's the, the strangest thing about the trailer was her accent. But it's not it isn't off putting at all. So we're, we're still we're still in it. Jonathan Majors is the as the actor that I was thinking. He's he's amazing. He's got the little cross, you know, scarred into his forehead. And he's and it, when when he when he kills that priest. And they freeze frame on the blood splatter. It was oh. amazing. Like I love, I love that. To me, that's what sells it. That, that one scene is what made me overlook the fact that it's a western. It strikes me Tarantino esque. Ah, see, and I was thinking more Kingsman. Were you a fan of King? Did you see Kingsman? Okay, okay, yeah. It has that Kingsman quality, and I know sure. a bloodbath in a in a in a church. Sure, maybe I'm drawing a little too much of a parallel, but. But I think it has the Kingsman uh, aesthetic where they do the freeze frames. It's it's almost a Guy Ritchie kind of feel to it. Yeah, yeah. So they don't get too much into the story, right? It's a lot of it's a lot of flash and dash, if you want to think of it that way. Yeah, right? The yeah. music. It has like that. Uh, yeah, the Guy Ritchie, the Ocean's Twelve, <laughs> the what's the one? Uh, the Italian Job. Right, right. It has you this know, action heisty. Yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna be amazing. It ha- yeah, it has all that kind of feel to it. You know, obviously the opening scenes, the breakout of the train jail, kind of whatever, because <laughs> it's like they're shipping Idris Elba somewhere. Right. So, do you think? It is an 1860s Western with a, a, a black white flip. Or do you think it's something to do where like it's an 1860s Western where slaves are like freed or they broke out and now they're kind of emancipating themselves? Mm. Or how do you see the story going? Because it doesn't get too much into the story. Yeah, it doesn't get into that. I mean, I have a I love Django, Django Unchained. So, I mean, it had it had a little bit a little bit like when you said Tarantino. Right. Obviously, Django comes to mind. Right. Django is far more cinematic. My Audrey, of course, would call it aesthetic, but that's not the true sense of the word. But the kids today, they just say that certain things are more kids aesthetic. Today. <laughs> but but it has more, you know, it feels like Tarantino's Django Unchained is more of a cinema art piece 
He's more an auteur. Right, right. But no, I think I think uh, James Samuel is an auteur as well. Okay. But he's known for music. He he's he's from has a musical background, which makes for a really interesting director. You know what I mean? You like if you've if you've gone through and you've done scoring for movies and and pairing the scene to the musical score and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you cut to music if you cut to a soundtrack kind of i think you're 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 setting yourself up for a really really nicely paced piece of art here so i'm i'm excited for it i i think like the trailer gives you just enough to know the flavor of western that you're going to get and uh i'm all in it's netflix too it's netflix come on it's netflix oh it's low hanging fruit right there yeah no i'm all in <laughs> we know that <laughs> yeah i just i'm just curious to see where they go with it uh, is it going to be just like, is there going to be something that says we've taken like the black, white, well, I, I don't know the black, white, uh, yeah. Do we flip it? Do we do like the, uh, Macbeth thing? You know, the tragedy of Macbeth where exactly. Yeah. We just turn it upside down and all of a sudden now we have this Western or is it going to say the black actors are now taking like they're emancipating themselves, like I was saying, like and they're breaking themselves free. Yeah. Are we going to have points within the story that are talking to the historical facts of being black in America at, during a time of slavery? Yeah. I th OK, you articulated better than I did. I think that's what I was getting <laughs> at. Because Django did that. Django did like the deep, deep slavery cut. Here is the brutality of America in this time and then you have things where it's not necessarily a whitewash but but maybe it's this uh colorblind is a better way to put it where we're gonna put actors because they're great actors in these situations and we're not gonna even reference the fact that they're black or they're white or they're hispanic or whatever and they'll we'll just let their acting and the action and the music and the scoring and the editing all speak for itself and say at the end of it historical fiction is just you know it's as it's, it's as fictitious as i want it to be you know what i mean it's up to the director to choose where they want to go with it and especially if they keep to the period like it's a historical fiction that's a period piece that's true to the period and you're making minor adjustments, really. And it's like, yeah, I think I think this could be I want to watch it just for like how it moves through because um, I love this period in history mm -hmm. and how it moves through like, you know, the I don't know what what you know of the Old West. What has been laid out for you in what you know of the Old West, right? Clint Eastwood movies and such. Right. And you think of the original Clint Eastwood movies in the Westerns. I mean, many of those Westerns were made by Italians. You know, what I mean? it was like the Spaghetti Western is a classical Western style. And I'm sure this is going to have hints of that notes of that and and it's it's i just can't wait to see it you know put together totally yeah no this looks so cool and and again i mean just the jump cuts the music yeah this i don't know what would you call them the stop cuts like like free freeze frames yeah the freeze frames whatever yeah, yeah i mean it's it seems so amazing like it just yeah. looks cool yeah and and i know in the movie i'm sure that guy gets hit 
with the bullet, it doesn't freeze. Maybe it will. I don't know. Maybe it freezes and then they show us, you know, a, sp- a splattering of <laughs> shots. Yeah. Oh, it's it's certainly going to be an artsy movie. Yeah. I, I will say, though, I will be extremely disappointed if it's just your standard cut and dry Western that just kind of goes along. <laughs> and then this this trailer was cut really, really well. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. My point. So, some trailer cutter out there was they, they put together this thing that's like they just, the guy just said, just do what you do. And he made the best trailer ever. But it's like some lame Western. Uh. <laughs> that would be so disappointing. Uh, well, this cast, I don't think so. I think we're I think we're good. I think we're in it, in it to win it. I Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. All right, man. So uh, watching this week. So I have a, I have a cool. Well, I shouldn't say I have a cool. We have a cool thing we watched, I think. Okay. And I'm excited to talk about it. Let's do it. The silent mur- only murders in the building. Oh, this is and this is what I alluded to last week. And I and I gave you a clue. Oh, that was the episode. I gave you a clue. And I said, as a podcast, as a podcast, er, us. You and I, and as a show about podcasting, you know, to have a, you know, and, and then I, and then I'm like, oh, I don't want to give away that it's a silent episode. I just said, I said something like, oh, it's very interesting that they would go down that route. You know, I, I mean? loved it. <laughs> it I was amazing. It. And the cuts, the cuts were so perfect. Oh, they cut out as, as, as Steve Martin was about to say hello or say something. They cut out. They had the the couple in the morning, you know, post coital morning, uh, and and you know that that beautiful silence of new love, you know, <laughs> it, it's so good. And it wasn't strictly silent; it was no, it was sound design to the max. It wasn't silent because you would hear the music playing, you would hear the ding of the elevator and such. Just nobody talked. Nobody talked. And then when you're inside the head of Nathan Lane's deaf son. The son. Right. You heard the vibrations. You you know, the, right, you heard that right. distant murmur that deaf people of his deafness hear. And, and there's something about Nathan Lane's, his arc in that, in that one scene. He has one scene where he goes from zero to, to, to ferocious to remorseful in this in this one short span with his son and you can just you can anguish along with him because it is such a human emotion you feel his frustration ah yeah i haven't felt this since uh mr holland's opus yeah and he's telling his son just get it already i know and then he realizes you can't get it because you don't hear. Oh, it's so heartbreaking. And then he just grabs and hugs him and just embraces him. Oh, it's so amazing. <laughs> I mean, that Such scene alone, that, that scene alone was just like, it's all worth it for this. This one scene. You beat me to the punch. <laughs> the whole series, that episode, it's so uncanny yeah. from any episode of any series because every... Like everybody talks for everything. There's o- there's always like the sound design is set to have explosions and right. But to be su- so subtle that you make little adjustments in the sound and a whole scene hangs on the ding of an elevator. 
Right. And then from that ding, you see the whole thing play out where these people exit the elevator. These people enter the elevator. They all miss each other. I know. <laughs> you know, and you're just and, and like it, it all hung on that ding, you know, and you're just like it was it was so well done. I loved it. At the end of it, you don't feel like you missed out on anything. Well, no, because at the end of it, he Steve Martin, that is, exclaims like we got it or whatever he said <laughs> because of the of getting into the phone. Yeah. Because yeah, he yeah. got the password. Right, 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 right. And he vocalizes right at the end, like, you know, we got we're in or whatever he said. I don't remember, <laughs> but but it was like and then boom, it went to it went to credits. It went yeah. to black, you yeah. know. So yeah, so that and then obviously we're continuing the vampires, what we do in the shadows. Okay. Yes. Always a good show. It's oh, it's always a great show. It's so stupid. It's so ridiculous. Has this season met the witches episode because to me the witches episode cannot be beat witches episode by far the best episode there have been if this past week wasn't as good uh-huh but there have been some episodes in this in the season that match okay they, they don't beat the witches episode but they match the <laughs> witches episode <laughs> And some of it, too, is like the details right. that you you have to pay attention to. So they were in a hotel, as an example, in Atlantic City. And Colin, the emotional vampire, or no, the energy vampire. Energy vampire, yeah. So he's doing whatever in the bathroom. And the funny thing is, all of the vampires, they don't reflect in the mirror. Yeah. Well, Colin reflects in the mirror. But his reflection is of like a 150 year old dude <laughs> who's like white and pale and, and bloodless in a sense. Because, right, right. you know, like because that's what he really looks like. But he has that because that's what he really looks like. Exactly. <laughs> it was a split second scene. Right. And I caught it and I said, Clarissa, did you see that? And she said, <laughs> and she said no, what? I rewound it. And I'm like, uh-huh. look at the mirror. And she sobs. She goes, oh, my God, he reflects. You know, like, it was so funny. If you didn't think to think about it, I don't know why I did, but I just happened to see it. I'm like, wait a minute. The other guys don't reflect, you know. And <laughs> But there's like these little hints in there that they're throwing in this time. And and uh, just, you know, of course, how strong they are and stuff because they're vampires and everything. But oh, yeah, this season is is definitely awesome. OK, so highly, highly recommend, hi- highly recommend. Is Anne into the show or no? Not at all. No, not her cup of tea. Really? Not her humor. She does not. She does not fall for this type of humor. It's like she does not. She didn't like the office. She didn't like this, you know. Okay. And they're breaking the fourth wall a little bit more in this. Oh, good. Oh, I like that. That's always good. Yeah. So even though it's it's well, it's a show that breaks the fourth wall. I mean, it's it's a documentary. There's a camera crew. Right. It's a mockumentary. Yeah. Yeah. Mockumentary, I guess. Right. (laughs) And there's the camera crew and all this stuff. They bring them in a little bit more than, you know, like get these guys out of my face, you know, kind of a thing. (laughs) Or there'll be there's like this beast. You know, I don't really want to give too much away, but there's this beast and he's like super crazy, scary, violent, Uh you know, and he's like wanting to eat everything and all this stuff. But he walks up to the camera and kind of like sniffs it. And you Uh see like uh you see the fog. On the camera from his breath. Yeah, from his nostrils, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then 
And then he just kind of like, yeah, he shrugs his shoulders and walks off. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 fantastic. And then uh, last thing. So we're going through the Harry Potters. We finished right. the Sorcerer's Stone last episode we talked. Okay. This one we did the Chamber of Secrets. Okay. That's the one with Tom Riddle and, you know, when, when Voldemort, he who shall not be named, was yeah, kind Voldemort. of a younger... <laughs> Younger adolescent or whatever. Oh, that's the one we watch. I think we watched that this week. Oh, you did. Yeah, we, because of Hall- because it's Halloween month. Yeah, sure. We watched some uh, some Harry Potter. We watched the one where Half Blood Prince is that the one you're talking about? Oh no, Half Blood Prince comes later. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, this is the second movie. So this is the Tom Riddle origin story. Gotcha. That's what that's what we watched. Uh, my my kids don't even they don't care about going in sequence. They just want to watch their favorite ones. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, I would say you go in sequence once you've seen it. It's like Star Wars. You go in sequence and then you just watch them at random, however you want to see them. And I'm and I all I want to see is Dobby. That's all I ever care about. Just show me some Dobby. <laughs> right. I love that guy. Dobby's my favorite character in the whole series. I don't I don't care about anybody else. And Tim tonight asked me at dinner. He said he said, Dad, so you've seen all of them? I said, well, you know, I've seen or no, I said I watched most of them. Some of them were watching me. <laughs> That's the way it happens. Yep. And he said, oh, so you fell asleep. I said a few times I might stay awake, <laughs> you know, because I said all I remember in the last episode is a table and all the Slytherin types are sitting around debating something uh-huh. and I don't know how it ends <laughs> because I never read the you, last you- book, you know. <laughs> You weren't woken up by the stark white room with the the baby Voldemort under the table or whatever? Uh, Apparently not. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't ring a bell. I woke up to that scene, and that is quite a shocking scene to wake up to. (laughs) Oh, God. I'll have to stay awake. I can't can't wait for you to see it for the first time. (laughs) But, yeah, you know, and the boys are into it. Mike's all curled up all over Clarissa because Uh there's some scary scenes, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Tim always starts off in the chair on the side. Uh-huh. And I said, Tim, why don't you come over here? He goes, well, if it gets scary, I will. Five minutes later, he's like <laughs> in between us, you know? And, and yeah, so. But yeah, well, he's sleeping over at a friend's house this weekend, so we might not do the third one. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, we're still reading the first book. He's reading it to us. And, you know, he's every, like literally every night we read, he's like a percent better of a reader. So you can, that's amazing. You can see his growth in all this. And uh, so, yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting seeing the kid like emerge as a reader. And I know that's great. Really comprehend the story. And next year, Dune. totally and you know it's like you help them with fewer and fewer words and it's just great it's great and and you can you can actually like see it it's like visible improvement oh day to day totally yeah totally how about you guys what are you guys been watching well i've been watching uh ted lasso are you not caught up on ted lasso there's another one yeah man no i am not caught up so i don't even know hold on time out I thought it was 10 because like we were saying, when they get on the bus, he's got his like slippers and stuff. Right. I thought great way to button up the show. It's Uh over. They get on the bus. They drive off. You tell me there's another episode. I'm like bonus episode. (laughs) 
now there's a wait how do, how does the episode how does the episode that you watch end the 11th episode the one that you just the one that you last saw season two so uh no ted lasso right right season two ted lasso well that was episode 11 i guess sam scores a hat trick remember it's all about sam get getting wooed to go to the to the moroccan team oh right with the congo with the guy from the congo right and did you did you recognize that actor that actor he was he played like uh, a nobody kind of assistant an aide in veep he was one of the aides in Veep. I have not seen Veep, so I wouldn't have known. Veep, Veep is Veep is phenomenal. You should totally watch Veep. You would you'd love it if you love what we do in the shadows. You know, this is about political vampires. So it's very it's not political vampires, but about politics in DC. Yeah. So Sam Richardson of you know of Veep fame and of all and Tomorrow War, the the sidekick of uh, of Chris Pratt. He's great in this as that president of the congo or that the billionaire from the congo <laughs> yeah i i don't know that guy uh but but you were you know but you know him from his the the scene in the episode of ted lasso oh yeah for sure yeah, i know yeah, him yeah. from there i just don't know him from the <laughs> other things you're talking about right 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 well when you when you see him in this and when you see him in the other stuff I I really appreciate the range that Ted Lasso allows him to portray, you know? So it's it's really wonderful. Ted Lasso is like this amazing oasis for actors, you know? <laughs> it feels like the, this actor's paradise where they just come and they do their best work because they're given the range and freedom to to play against the type, you know? Play against their type. So I love Ted Lasso. And and the last episode, so you you've only seen that one episode. The the last episode, and I did check finally to make sure that this was the last episode. So there are twelve episodes this this year. Okay, so this is the last one now. This is the last episode, but it ends so strong. Okay, that that you know you cannot wait for season three. Oh my god, I can't wait. So tomorrow night we're 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 all over it. Ted lassoing it, and it's an hour long, so. Get ready. Okay. Well, that's all right. Now we're lying. I don't care about that. No, that's exciting, though, man. That's exciting. I didn't know. I thought it was over. I'm like, oh, they gave us a little bonus. That's nice. <laughs> what else you been up to then? So Ted Lasso. Ugh. Ted Lasso. Um, and then that one Harry Potter, which one? The Half-Blood Prince. We watched that. Then we watched. Yeah, I think that's it. That's it this week. Oh, you know what I started and I didn't I didn't actually watch. I started the uh the Saints of New York. Saints of New York. I forgot what episode we did that on. You mean Newark. Newark. Sorry. Okay. The Saints of Newark. What is it called? Yeah, how is it? All I saw was Warner Brothers on the screen, I think. I you know, I didn't even see anything. Oh, when you say you started it, you like literally started it. I literally started it and I was like, "Oh, I had to go do put take that out the trash." <laughs> And I never got back to it. You you got you you didn't even get past like the title page. Not even past the logo of the the, the of the production company. Oh, this guy. <laughs> but it still says partially watched. It says, "Do you want to continue watching this?" I'm like, "Yes, I do." But oh I man, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that one. Although I I don't know, we got to get into. I think watching the sopranos might have to be something we get into when we subscribe to uh, hbo max for, okay. you know game of thrones and then we just like we put everything else on hiatus and we just plow through like the hbo library right 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 you know i mean how do you not 
not, you know, like vice principals and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> the ridiculousness. Ah, <laughs> oh, that show. We watched one season of it. That show uh, was insane. Really? Have you seen it? I have not seen it. Only seen promos and stuff. Oh yeah, we it looked good. Is it good? Uh, it was okay. <laughs> How about uh, Barry? Has that come back up? I know. I'm wait. I'm waiting for Barry. I don't. I don't. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any news about it. It was two seasons. Two seasons. Has not come back. Has not come back, but I heard that. Wow. I think they were greenlit, so we should we should definitely see it soon. Yeah, that was a good show. Oh, I love that show. Yeah, the Russians. The bald Russian dude. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. All right, man. So All we right. can talk about bald Russian guys another time. Yes, when it comes when it comes out with an That's intro. right. <laughs> All right. You have a good night. All right, good night. Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share. Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.